Hey, witches. Welcome back to another episode of Glow Girl. I'm your host, April Eckweiland. This week, I wanted to talk a little bit about another form of magic, and that is sigil magic. I love using sigils on things, on on candles, on paper, in my books, on little objects that I set out. And it kind of brings me back to almost when I was, you know, little and, you know, I used to have certain symbols that only meant something to me. Little did I know I was practicing a little bit of sigil magic back then, but I'm sure we can all relate to having these little symbols or these little drawings or even doodles that we used to do, you know, as kids that we would do all the time. And maybe we would put them on a piece of paper or on our notebooks, or if you are old enough, like me, um, putting them on the book covers that you made out of paper bags from the grocery store. Uh, And you would constantly put like the same mark on everything that you could. One, maybe to, you know, like be like, this is mine. And it just, you know, told everybody that, you know, this item belonged to you. Or maybe it was something as a protective symbol or um, just something that you like to draw. And you just kept doing it over and over again, not even realizing that you were having some symbolism there. But it reminded me, sigils reminds me of, of that, of those little drawings that I used to do when I was younger. And, you know, even into my early adulthood, you know, making little signs and symbols on things to make them mean something. So I wanted to talk about sigils and, you know, what they are and how you can use them in your practice and how you can, you know, just add them to anything that you are doing if you feel called to. So what, what is a sigil? It's, it's a seal. If you think about it, it's a seal and it's a word or an action that is spiritual in nature. So you're probably thinking, okay, a sigil, you know, is a, like this symbol on a piece of paper that you write on a piece of paper. How can it be a word? How can it be an action? Well, we have to create it. And we're going to get into that in, in a little bit. But these sigils are things that we can use either on their own or adding to certain workings or rituals that, that we do. So what is, what is sigil magic? Well, first thing that you, you want to understand when you are starting, you know, sigil magic, actually any kind of magic that you are working, whether it's candle magic or, you know, using herbs or crystals or whatnot, but you want to understand three keys. 
So you want to be aware of your strengths and you want to be aware of yourself, you know, mentally, spiritually, and physically. You want to have this awareness. You don't want to just go into doing any kind of working, just kind of willy nilly and not being aware of yourself. You have to have, not saying that you have to be completely all knowing, but you want to be aware of yourself, how you are at that moment in time, because how you are, how you are mentally, spiritually, and physically can have some repercussions or, you know, so to speak with, with your workings, they can maybe not make them be as, as powerful as they need to be. So you want to make sure that you're aware of everything. The next thing is you want to make sure that you maintain some sort of a balance. So think of it as an idea. It's not really like, okay, I can't do this working until I end up here and have balance. You you just want to make sure that you take, you know, everything into moderation, that you make sure that your actions that you do, things that you do in your day-to-day, you know, life have a bunch of reactions. So you want to try to keep, you know, try to keep a good balance. This is again where that body, mind, spirit, um, comes into play. You want to, you know, you want to try to keep things as balanced as possible. This could be where, you know, if you do chakra work, this is trying to get your chakras, you know, balanced and in line as possible. And then you want to make sure that you are going to take responsibility for whatever it is that you are doing, whatever kind of magic, whatever kind of working that you're doing, you want to be able to accept responsibility for your action that you are doing, your intentions that you are putting out there into the universe. And we have to be able to work with and be okay with the known actions and, you know, and how our, our actions can cause certain, you know, certain consequences. And we have to be okay with the unknown as well. And sometimes, you know, the known, that's easy, you know, usually, we just, we, we know what to expect. We're like, okay, good. I feel good about this. You know, I'm going to go for it. But it's that unknown realm that we all tend to have an issue with. So you want to make sure that you accept your responsibility to this, that you're able to acknowledge this and that there are going to be consequences from your actions and your words, and even including sigils. Remember, sigils are, you know, they're, they're words. They are actions that are made into symbols. So they are saying something, even though to somebody just looking at it, it just looks like some weird, weird symbol. They actually do have words So you have to make sure that you are ready to acknowledge and accept the responsibility of these words. So what do we do with with sigil magic? How does this all work? Well, 
sigils, what they do is they create a specific symbol that will, that it's really, it's really meant to influence a person, place, thing, situation, whatever the working is that you are wanting to do. So say, well, for example, I, and I think I might've mentioned it on um, maybe a previous episode um, here, I have sigils that are up at the shop. So when we were up there getting the space ready to open back in 2020, and, you know, we're putting up shelves and painting and doing everything. I wanted to make sure that on the inside, as well as on the outside by my door, that I put a sigil. Well, this sigil is for me. It's for me to see. I know it's there, but nobody else knows it's there because they're, they're both hidden. The one inside the shop is hidden and the one outside the shop is hidden. They, I drew on the wall. I made my own my own symbol and I drew it on the wall and then I made sure that I went over it with like a permanent marker and then I actually painted over it. So it is hidden under there, but I know there, I know it's there. I know exactly where it is um, in case I ever need to maybe add something to it or um, just kind of take its energy in. Um, I also have a sigil that I actually had made for me. Um, somebody had made it for me, a custom, a custom sigil. I told them my intentions of what I wanted and they made one for me. And I actually have that hanging in the shop right at my front door, right as you come in. I had Steve 3D print it. So I took the picture and gave it to him and had him 3D print it so I could hang it up. And that one, everybody does see. And it's so the intentions that I have for the shop, everybody can feel. Um, and basically be, you know, get, get the benefits from, that's why I have it hanging there. So with, with sigils, you know, if you think, if you think back in, in time, I mean, we've seen it in, you know, history books and, you know, museums and stuff like that, where civilizations have used symbols just for forever. And they all mean a certain thing and they all do a certain thing. So if you think about a sigil in that way, it makes it a little bit easier to, to kind of figure out and, and, and work with. So sigils don't have to be, they don't have to be, again, anything outrageously elaborate. They don't have to be anything that, you know, takes like an art degree in order to, um, in order to create, they can be super simple, like just a dot or a circle or square or whatever, or they can be pretty intricate with different lines that cross over each other and, you know, swirl marks and dots and dashes and so on. So they, they really can be as simple or as elaborate as you want them to be just like any other form of magic, you know, like we talked about with the candle magic, uh, that I talked about last week, 
it can be simple. It can be really elaborate. It's up to you. It's up to you how you want to do this. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we get back, let's talk about how we create, how we can create these sigils and what we can use them on and for, and just explore that. So we'll be right back. Hold tight. When Body Art Forms was founded in 2001, it wasn't just a company. It was a chance for two sisters to do something they love and to do it in a way that made them proud of what they do. From the beginning, Body Art Forms was driven by three major factors. They strive to give the best customer service in the industry, and it shows with their five-star reviews. They believe in careers. That's why all of their employees earn a living wage. And they believe in giving to charities. They donate 20% of all their profits to charitable causes. Body Art Forms is a small business that serves the pierced and modified community since 2001. At Body Art Forms can be found on all social media platforms like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Pinterest. You can check out their diverse selection at bodyartforms.com. That's B-O-D-Y-A-R-T-F-O-R-M-S.com. Just enter the coupon code GLOWGIRL at checkout for 15% off any purchase. That's bodyartforms.com and enter the coupon code GLOWGIRL for 15% off any purchase. Gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. I know you want to ignore them because life, but yeah, especially as we age, this stuff gets important. Did you know that 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of omega-3s? Admittedly, I was one of those women. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. The results? Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. The clinical study was published in a leading scientific journal, Frontiers in Nutrition. A published clinical study is a big deal and a serious commitment to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication. No shady stuff. Ritual has become, well, our ritual around these parts. Pretty vitamins that pack a punch to our bodies. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash glowgirl and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash glowgirl. Okay, and we're back. So, Let's talk about sigils, how we can make them. How do we go about all of this? Well, remember back from, you know, last week when I was talking about candle magic and episodes before when I was talking about different ways you can do spell work and such, you want to have an intention for your sigil. You want to have what it needs to do. You need to be able to give it its job when you're, when you're creating it, you need to have this intention in mind. So going back to like the sigils that I have that are in the shop, the ones that nobody sees, I wanted them for 
protection and prosperity and basically shielding my, my space from any negativity. So when I created those sigils, that's the intention that I had in mind. So you really want to make sure that you, again, focus on your intention. You maybe need to sit with it a little bit. And some people I know, like when they, when they create sigils, they will sometimes sit in a meditative state and, you know, they'll just close their eyes and they'll think about their intention and they'll see if maybe a symbol or something just comes to them. And that can be your, that can be your sigil. Or some people will actually, instead of closing their eyes when they're doing like a meditation and focusing on their intention, they will put a pen to paper and they will just start just kind of almost like automatic writing. They will just start to move the pen or the pencil and just see what symbol comes up and use that. And then some people will use different charts and graphs to figure out their, their sigil. So there's a lot of different ways you can do it. But again, the first thing you need to do is to make sure that you are focusing on your intention. What is the purpose of this sigil? What is its job? What is it supposed to do? How are you incorporating it into your working? So once you have that, then we can start creating the sigil. You, like I said, you can just see if a symbol comes to you. You can just start to write and move a pen across paper. Some people will take like the word that they are are using, like that that's for their intention, like let's say, you know, healing. Um, and they will write it out and then they will get rid of any, you know, duplicate letters. They'll get rid of any vowels or they'll get rid of, you know, certain letters, whatever they decide to do. There's a bunch of different formats in order to do sigils. So there's, to me, there's, there's no really right or wrong way. It's kind of up to you. Um, and then some people will just take those remain remaining letters and they'll kind of write them kind of one at a time, like on top of each other and uh, see what comes up. Or they'll use like um, an alphabet grid and they'll start at where, you know, one letter is at the beginning and they'll draw a line down to the next and over to the other and so on. And then they'll come up with a symbol. So there's there's so many different ways that you can come up with different sigils. I mean, Google can be your best friend. Pinterest can be your best friend. Um, you know, there's books out there on it. But ultimately, you want something that resonates with you. You want a symbol that you are going to associate with your working. Some people will incorporate like rune symbols into their, their sigils. They might incorporate like zodiac symbols or other magical symbols um, into, their, into their sigil as well. Again, it is completely up to you. That's the beauty of this. And your, your craft is you get to decide how things are and how things look. 
So once you come up with your, your symbol for your intention, you want to, you know, maybe sit with it for a little bit, look at it, commit it to memory, especially if this is going to go on something like a candle where it will eventually burn and you won't be able to see it anymore. Um, I would definitely put it in your grimoire or your book of shadows to make sure that you have it. So in case you ever want to use it again, because you can use a sigil again. It's not like it's a one and done kind of thing. If you have a favorite protection sigil that you like to use, my gosh, use it. Definitely. Um, you don't always have to come up with a brand new spanking one every single time, but you, you want to document it. So if you can have a way where you can transfer it as, you know, as, as easy as possible to your grimoire, or your book of shadows, or just your notebook or a napkin, wherever, doesn't matter, wherever you're writing your things. And maybe write a little bit about what it is. Put the information there. So when you go back and you reference it, you can say, okay, I used this for protection and I used it for protection for dot, dot, dot. And then this way you can have, cause you can have a bunch of different a bunch of different sigils for one intention, like, like protection it, but they can all be for protection for different things. So you can even group them like that. If you really want to, again, it is completely up to you because you get to choose what your magic is. Once you have that all figured out and you have all of the information in your notebook, then you want to make sure that you are putting the sigil where you need to put it. If you are putting it on a candle to add to some candle magic, go ahead and put that engrave that into the candle. If you are just putting it on a piece of paper, um, or a bay leaf or something that you are going to either keep on your altar or you are going to burn or you're going to add to a bag. You want to make sure that you get it exactly how you want it and exactly where you want it. So with this, this can be, you know, depending on what the sigil is for, where you place it. I know some people who will actually take their sigils. Some people like to take, make sigils and, uh, have them for almost like a sigil of the day. Um, and they will write it on their hand or they'll write it on a piece of paper and stick it in their wallet or in their pocket. Or some people will use like an anointing oil and they will anoint a crystal in the symbol of their sigil and carry that with them. There's the possibilities are really endless when it comes to how you use your sigil, but you want to make sure again, that you keep track of it, put down how you used it, what you used it on and, and then go from there. So let's say we're, we're doing a protection symbol. And I want to make sure I carry this with me when I travel. 
what I can do is I can put it on a small piece of paper and I can either carry it in my wallet or if I'm making a protection bottle, I can roll it up or fold it up and put it in there. I can carry it in my pocket. There's so many things I can do. I can even put it on the bottom of my shoe. I can put it inside my shoe. I can put it on a tag inside my clothing. There's so many options that you can do with sigils. Um, another thing that is good, and I've actually been seeing this um, actually on the uh, on the clock app. Um, I have been seeing people putting sigils on the backs of their uh, welcome mats by their front door. They're putting stuff on there. So every time something crosses that, that mat, whatever that sigil is that's on the backside of that mat is being put to work. It's doing their work. So think about the places you can you can place these if, if you, you know, if you have the option of placing them in multiple places, or like I said, they can just go on a piece of paper or a bay leaf, or even just carved into a candle and your working can, can start from there. And you put your intention into it, do whatever it is that you need to do and let it then do its work. So now that you have an idea of what sigils are for, how you can use them, and how you can make them, let's talk a little bit about how you use them to seal something. So like I had mentioned in the beginning of this show, a sigil is, it's like a seal. Think of it like, I like to think of it as like a wax seal. So, you know, those, well, people use them a lot now for like arts and crafts projects or wedding invitations and so on. Um, but sealing wax, you melt the wax, you pour it onto an envelope, and then you stamp it to seal it. So think about it like that. Think of it as this seal to your working. And say you were doing a spell jar. Let's just say you're doing a spell jar and it was for, we'll just, we'll just use protection again. You were doing a spell jar for protection and you cleansed all your materials. You went ahead and um, you know, put the intention into all of the things that you were using, the herbs, the crystals, oils, if you were using them and whatnot, and you made this jar. Well, now you want to seal it. So what do we do? Well, a lot of people will use sealing wax to seal a jar or candle wax to seal a jar. But some people will also, when they do this, after the, the wax starts to cool a little bit, they can actually engrave their sigil into the top. Some people will even make their own stamps with, um, with their sigil on it. So you think of finishing any working that you're doing by using your sigil to seal it. 
kind of like here, this is, this is done. This marks the end of my, my working and to give it just that little extra, little extra push, that little extra oomph, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to add this sigil here to, to seal the deal. Kind of almost like how I mentioned last week with when people like smoke cleanse uh, a space, sometimes they'll light like a candle afterwards to seal that working in. That's what you can use with, use your sigil for. You can use it as a seal. Do you have to? No, you don't. It can be your whole working. It can be your entire spell if you would like. But again, you get to choose. So hopefully with with this, you got a little bit of insight into using using sigils. Um, you know, remember, they can be any type of symbol, shape, whatever you want them to be. That again is, is the beauty of it. That again is the, the way that we create and the way that we do our magic. Think of your, think of your sigil as like your own personal logo. I think I, I like thinking about it like that. Think of it as your own personal logo and, uh, and go with it. So this week we have the card of the week is the Knight of Wands. So wands are all about that fire element. They are all about action. And the Knight of Wands is basically saying that it's time for you to take action. It's time for you to move forward and be brave enough to do this. Even if there's some risks involved, even if there's an unknown involved, the Knight of Wands is telling you, you know what, you need to go ahead and you need to take this passion and excitement and move forward. You need to act because guess what? Adventure, adventure awaits you. Basically, it's telling you, you need to move forward, be brave, go ahead and charge forward and allow yourself to just take the risk, go for it. And the other thing that the Knight of Wands wants us to, wants us to really know is, you know, you do still have to be aware of your journey. You're not just kind of moving forward and acting just completely blind. Um, you, you do want to, you know, act. You're not going to sit there and plan things through and, and think things through like maybe the, the Knight of Pentacles, you know, would, but you are going to move forward in a, do, in a way and in a direction that you know that you want to go, but you need to be aware that sometimes things may pop up and, you know, while you're moving in that direction that you may have to act upon, you may have to do some work with, and they could be good things. They could be bad things, but you just have to, you just have to be prepared, um, with that. But basically with this card, the key is your adventure awaits you and you just have to be brave enough to go forward. You have to be brave enough to take that step 
and you have to be brave enough to just go after it, start moving despite what you may not know and what risks may be involved. So thank you guys so much for joining me this week. I again hope that you learned a little bit about sigil magic and maybe can start using it in some of your workings. I will go ahead and, you know, as always post some information about it throughout the week. I'll even, you know, share with you um, some of the things I had mentioned in regards to like the sigil that I have at the shop and um, even some resources that you can take away with and get some more information on how you can create your sigils. So this has been a production of Girls Girls Media, music by Breakmaster Cylinder. Don't forget to check out the Girls Girls Community Facebook page. Really, seriously, my God, why are you not in there yet? Why are not why are you not in there with your internet BFFs? Because it is the biggest slumber party ever, and we just love having new people join. So make sure to check that out. So take care this week. Practice using your sigils and working them into your magic. And I hope that you find another useful tool to put in your witchy toolbox. Take care, witches. Blessed be.